Did you hear about the new class designed for our high school age role-playing game fans? It's called, oh boy, here we go, Functions and Fractions. Man, these get harder and harder to say every week. I'm so sorry, everybody. Hello, I'm your host, Mr. F, and yes, as always, I made that joke up myself. Welcome to Mr. F Diggs Movies. Thanks for hanging out with me today, everybody. Now, if you've never listened, this isn't your normal movie review podcast. It's designed to be interactive. Yes, interactive. My hope is that everyone out there listening is going to talk about movies or TV shows, too. I'm not going to give you my final review. You actually get a backstage pass to my review. Don't you feel special? I hope you do. I take you behind the scenes. It's kind of like one of those making of featurettes for movies. You see how my review's made, which I hope in some way helps you make one too. Now, even if you're not going to talk about movies, the backstage pass gives you much more in-depth review than you'll get from any other show. I'm going to be talking today about Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. For those of you writing your reviews or talking about movies, shows, what have you, quick reminder, you can write or talk about any movie or show that you want to. You don't have to talk about Dungeons & Dragons. That's what I'm talking about. You talk about whatever you've been watching. You you also don't have to write a quote-unquote review. You can just talk about your movie in any way you want to. There are no rules here, okay? Okay, now, by the way, I'd love to hear what you're watching, what you're digging. If you feel like sharing, you can send your movie talk. If you recorded it, you can send whatever you wrote to MrFDigsMovies at gmail.com. I'd love, love, love to hear what you're digging. And who knows, maybe you'll even hear your words on the pod. Dare to dream, folks. Dare to dream. Now, the first thing I always do is I make a list of the things that pop out at me. So I would like you, whatever you're going to talk about, whatever you're watching, make a list of everything that popped out to you. Anything you know, anything you think, any questions you have, anything you just feel like saying about your movie, put it all down. Here's my list for Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Owlbear is awesome. I want one. I love the main characters. My quick power ranking would be, let's see, my favorite was Zenk. He'd be number one. Chris Pine would be number... uh, Chris Pine would be number three. You know, I put Michelle Rodriguez at number two. A lot of great performances here. There's a lot of flashbacks in the movie, which feels very much like a Dungeons & Dragons game. Like, if you've never played, there's always new stuff coming at you, like a new place, a new magic item, a new character. and when you're playing, you need the information. You usually get this like really cool background story about them. So it definitely feels like a Dungeons Dragons game in a way. Uh, for all the violence and all the really deadly beasts and animals, it's a goofy, fun vibe, not a scary or violent one. It really captures the fun part of Dungeons and Dragons very, very well. I think there's some really pretty impressive battle scenes, some really nice action sequences. They took a joke from the Simpsons when they asked the corpse of some information. I'm not a fan that they stole it, but I really do appreciate how they fully, fully commit to the gag. That was, that's respectable. 
I loved the pudgy dragon. Uh, the whole storyline with Chris Pine and his wife, I found it quite touching, which is not a feeling that I would have thought I'd feel in this silly movie. So that's my list, most of it anyway, of all the things I noticed. You should have one too. Hit pause and make a list if you haven't yet. Now, everything I just said, it's good stuff, but I call that stuff kernels. All the things you notice, all the things you think right off the bat. I call those kernels, like a kernel of an idea, but also kernel like popcorn. To make those kernels something that the reader will really want to chew on, get it, chew on, we're going to pop those kernels into popcorn. How do we do that? It's all about using thoughts and notices. Now, if you want really super clear directions for how I do this popcorn thing, you can hit the link in the show notes, the one that says popcorn, or you can go to my website, mrfdigsmovies.com. When you get there, go to how to critic, click on that, and then click on, you guessed it, popcorn. It'll tell you everything you need to know. The basics is, basically though, all you do is you take the things that you think about the movie, your thoughts, and you write down everything that you noticed in the movie that led you to think that. And if you've got something you noticed in the movie, write down all the thoughts you have about it. If you have questions, write down all the things you noticed and all your new thoughts you have about that question. Now, I do this for a bunch of my kernels for every review. I really recommend you do the same. You'll be amazed at the new things that pop, sorry, pop into your head when you do this. So I'm going to do one for you. Like I said, this is a backstage pass. You're getting behind-the-scenes stuff. This is good stuff. Here we go. I'm going to take my kernel about the main characters, my my power ranking. Chris Pine in third, Michelle Rodriguez in number two, and Roger Jean Page in number one spot. Uh, those are my character rankings. So that's a thought. Okay, it's my opinion. So if it's a thought, I need to now come up with everything I noticed about these characters that made me rank them the way I did. So let's start in the number one spot, Zank. Zank is unbelievably smart. He's like the smartest character I've seen in ages. But whenever he he's in a conversation with someone, he has to take things literally. It's like he's super intelligent, but completely clueless at the same time. It's He also has this air of superiority that I love. Um, those are the things that I noticed for my thought, think that he's my favorite character. Uh, Holga, Michelle Rodriguez, she's great because she also takes everything literally, but she doesn't respond in a very intelligent way. She just takes everything to like the most literal practical point possible. And she's great because it makes perfect sense to her and she owns it. Like she's not played as a dumb character. Like she, she's smart in a way, kind of, but the great thing is that she plays herself as smart, which is really awesome. And Chris Pine, what can I say about Chris Pine? The dude, like, what did I notice in the movie? Chris Pine is just his charming self. Like, he can't stop being the charming Chris Pine. He's great. Okay, so that's that's popcorn, folks. I just came up with a bunch of stuff I noticed that led me to my thought. Okay, and take one of your kernels. What did you notice? Write down your thoughts. What did you think about the movie? Write down stuff you noticed. It's fun. Believe it or not, it's really fun. You should try it too. If you're talking about movies or TV, I want you to do this. All right? All right. 
Next step. What I do next is I take one category of filmmaking and I do a deep dive on it. And by a deep dive, I mean, I try to look at the things that the pros look at, professional movie critics, TV critics. Now, how do you know what the pros look for? Well, one way you can do it is you can read as many critical pieces, as many reviews as possible. Look and see what do they look for and what do they talk about? Certain things like acting and directing and editing. How do they talk about that stuff? Or guess what? You can also go to MrFDigsMovies.com, click How to Critic again, and then click on Things That the Pros Notice. You'll find a ton of stuff there that the pros look for. I actually go there myself during this part of my review. Now, warning, don't only look at the things that the pros look for and don't think that those are the things you have to look for, that those are the best things to look for. The best things to notice are always the things that you notice, okay? What you notice is important, okay? Just because a pros may be looking at something else doesn't mean you need to look for that stuff too. I like to look at it because it just helps me. It gives me more stuff to, to think about, to write about. Okay, So today I'm going to do a deep dive on production design. So go to the website, pick a category. Maybe you're going to pick production design. Maybe you're going to pick something else like acting or music or editing, whatever. Pick whatever you want to do. This is what you want to do. But I'm going to go through a bunch of the questions on the production design page, and I'm just going to like rattle off my answers to you. Here we go. I think the CGI worlds are really cool. I've been like just getting so tired with CGI-created worlds that are supposed to like wow us and, and, and send us spiraling in this state of awe and wonder. I, I'm just not impressed anymore. I'm... Um, as having said that, I was very impressed watching Dungeons & Dragons and their CGI worlds, and I think I, I figured it out. Like, let's say a recent movie like Ant-Man or Shazam. Both of those will work. The characters walk into this like new, incredible world. Like, they stop, their mouths drop wide open, the camera circles around them, they say, whoa, and they're feeling all this awe and wonder. And as an audience, we're supposed to be feeling that, too. But I don't. I just don't. I think CGI can create anything. Like the worlds are cool. I like them. I can appreciate them, and I can appreciate the talent that it takes to create them. Uh, but yeah, I just don't feel the same way the characters do, and it just feels like a little letdown. But the cool thing is, in this movie, the characters don't look around in awe and wonder because, like, that's just what their world is. They're in Dungeons and Dragons verse. I could just kind of kick back and enjoy what I'm looking at instead of feeling the pressure to be wowed by it, which was really nice, and I kind of dug it. Um, let me look at some of the other questions. Oh, the CGI for the creatures I thought was really great. Um, like I said, the, the pudgy dragon and the owlbear, love them both. They feel very realistic for the world that they're supposed to be in. Um, you know, There's also a part where these really mean wizards try and create an army of the undead. I thought the CGI work during, their, during that part looked really, really well done as well. I loved it. Hair and makeup. I got no complaints. Like you really felt like you were in the world. Everyone looked like they should be there. Except Chris Pine. That dude's hair always looks so dashing. It's the most unbelievable part of the movie. Like I actually believe someone can turn into an owlbear more than Chris Pine's hair could stay like that. 
just come on, Chris Pine. Okay, that's my deep dive on production design for the movie. Again, look at the categories on MrUpDigsMovies.com. Pick one. Start looking at stuff the pros notice. I think you'll be delightfully surprised at the things you notice. All right, the next thing I do when I'm thinking about my movie is I play something that I call a diggable game. Diggable games are things that you can play to help you figure out exactly why are you digging the things that you're digging. Okay, you can find them in the usual spot, the how to credit page at mrfdigsmovies.com. So a ton of games. We've got all the rules for the games, different ways to play them. Pick whichever one you want. You know, actually go to the website. Go, 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 go. I'll wait for you. Well, you have to hit pause, but I'll wait for you. Pick a game. I'm going to pick Connection Collection. You don't have to pick the same one. Do what you want to do. But pick a game and, and play it. You know, even like get together with a friend. Play these games together. It's kind of fun. So I'm on the handy-dandy website here. And step one of Connection Collection. I'm going reverse style if you're playing along with me. So start writing down memories from your life. Big ones or little ones, meaningful ones. I'm going to not just write down every memory I've ever had. I'm going to write down memories of playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, it's true. I played a good amount of D&D when I was a kid. I never got super into it like a lot of people, but I really, really loved it. And I, I definitely played my share. So I'm going to come up with some memories specifically related to D&D. So D&D, uh, my memories, my memories are playing my parents' house. We had a screened in porch and like a really big backyard and like, we would play like till all hours of the night with my friends. I just, just, oh, just, just a good times, good times with my friends. So that's a memory playing on the back porch. Um, I'm once made a module, which is like an adventure you play. If you don't know anything about D and D, like you have someone called a dungeon master and I was a dungeon master and you can either buy stories to lead the players through the games, game stories, same thing. I wrote my own and because we were all obsessed with nightmare on Elm street back in that time, I had my final like big bad villain. You had to defeat be Freddy Krueger. It was awesome. Uh, I remember a time where the library had this like huge event where like anyone could come and play Dungeons and Dragons. So my friends and I went and we showed up and there was like, you know, dozens and dozens of people there. You sit down at this table with 20 kids play Dungeons and Dragons and it actually was the worst. They were all just so competitive and snarky. Like everyone wanted to like prove that they were like the baddest at being, I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons person. I don't know. Maybe people got picked on a lot for playing Dungeons and Dragons. And like, this was their time to like not be picked on and like, you know, fight for the upper hand. I, I don't know. Those are some of the memories I have playing Dungeons and Dragons. Step two is, can I make any connections to what I watched? Well, yeah, I can. It's a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Like I said before, there's a lot of backstories, so it is very similar in some ways to the games. Like they, they mentioned things that only hardcore people would know, like, oh, this character isn't allowed to do that, or this thing can't happen here. It's a lot of inside baseball in this movie for D&D fans. Um, step three, make some connections between your stuff and the movie stuff. You know, I it doesn't it didn't really feel like you're playing dungeons and dragons but like the feeling you could tell that they made the movie with and the feeling that i had playing dungeons and dragons it felt very similar very similar 
in what ways was it similar? Well, like I said, I hated it when people got super competitive about it. I We just like telling stories and having fun. And I don't feel like this movie, I know it's like, it's a movie. It's got to compete with other movies. It's got to make enough money so they can make another one. Like, I know it's a real business, but it doesn't feel like it was made by a bunch of business people or it was made by people weighing the business side of it. It feels like this movie was made just for the fun of it. And I love, love, love that feeling about it. And step five for connection collection is what can I learn about myself? or the world by what I just said. Well, I guess I learned that. I think, I think movies made with only thinking about making the best movie in mind, rather than like all these business decisions and like competitive stuff, like trying to win awards, trying to win the box office. I like it when movies just try and be themselves, whoever they are and just put themselves out in the world to be enjoyed. Wow. I think I just learned something about, how and why I like certain movies. Also, I think I think that's all true about life, right? Like, I'm not trying to be the biggest, baddest podcaster and be number one on Apple, even though it would be cool. Please help me with that. But like, I'm just doing what I'm doing right now because I, I think it's fun. And I'm trying to have fun. I'm trying to help other people have fun. That's kind of what it's all about. Wow, I got deep there. That can happen during Connection Collection. Go ahead and try Connection Collection or try any of the other games on MrFDigsMovies.com. The diggable games, it helps you realize why you dig what you dig. All right, one more thing I'm going to think about before I actually start my talking and writing is theme. Ooh, theme. I know it sounds like something you do at school. Well, it is something you should be doing at school. This is a time where, you know that question, when am I ever going to have to know this? Like when you talk about stuff you're learning in school, this is a time you need to know this. If you're a critic, theme is your bread and butter. It's where the great critics make their mark. I know theme can be tricky. If you want some help, go to MrFDigsMovies.com. Go to Things the Pros Notice, and there's a theme section there. And there's like five, six different ways on there to figure out theme. I'm going to use a couple now. Before I start talking about theme, it's hard to talk about theme without giving spoilers. So I'm not going to get too deep into this. You should get deep into it with your thinking. I am. I'm just not going to share it all with you because I don't want to ruin the movie for you. So one way to figure out theme is to ask yourself, what do these characters want more than anything else in the entire world? And yes, you know, in this movie, they're looking for treasure. They're looking for magic items. They're looking for all sorts of stuff. But I think what they're looking for, what they want most in this world is home and a family you know they've all lost a family in a way and they've all lost their home in a way you know it's different it's not always obvious but if you think about it while you're watching this movie think about how they lost out on family and how they've lost out on their home and if you think about what happens to the characters by the end of the movie i think that's like a big hint as to what the movie's trying to tell you about family, about home. Also, I'm going to look at on that theme page is what is the movie asking you? Well, I think it's asking me a couple questions. I'm not going to answer them because that would, again, ruin the movie. But I think some of the things the movie seems to be asking us is if we mess up and lose our family or our home, is there ever hope for finding it again? I think it's asking if, is it possible to find new families? Was it take 
to make a family or be considered family. What kind of families are out there to be made? You know, like we all know family is like parents and kids, but there's so many more different types of families. Okay, what other kind of families are out there? I think the movie's asking us to think about all these questions. And to be honest, I really think it's kind of amazing that they're asking these questions because the fun part of this movie overwhelms the theme part of this movie, which is okay, which is actually pretty great. That's how you get people watching the movie. That's how you get people talking about the movie. And, you know, after you start talk, after you talk about all the fun stuff, you get to that theme stuff, just like we did, just like you did, listening to my backstage pass, the behind the scenes of my review here. So go ahead and think about theme. Take a look at that page. Use whichever way you want. What do you think the movie or show is saying to you? All right. Well, that's a lot of thoughts about what I watched, huh? You know, I collected a bunch of kernels, all those things I noticed. I popped a few of them into popcorn. I did a deep dive on production design. I thought about my days of yore when I was a young lad playing Dungeons and Dragons, throwing 20-sided dies everywhere. I thought about the theme. That's a lot of stuff. I've got a lot of thoughts about this movie, and I am finally at the point where I am totally ready, confident, excited, fired up to write my review for Dungeons and Dragons. Hopefully you've looked at all that stuff too about whatever you watch and you're just as fired up as I am. And before I leave you, I'm going to leave you with a writing tip. Okay. And I've actually started writing my review. I know you can't tell that's like the magic of podcasting, but I've started typing a bunch of stuff out and I'm going to share a writing tip that I used in my piece. It's called, well, it's not called anything. I'm going to call it painting the scene. You always, always, always want to talk about what you're talking about through pictures. Even though you may be talking with words or writing with words, you want those words to paint a picture, paint a scene. So I'm in, I'm in one part of my review, and I'm going to talk about that time that the library had that huge Dungeons & Dragons game. Um, so I wrote a sentence. I wrote, everyone was just so mean. Now, that's a true statement. It gives facts. It gives information, important information. But it doesn't really like light up anyone's imagination. It doesn't paint a picture of what it was really like. Like We all know mean, but like there's all sorts of kinds of mean. Like What, what really happened? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to like literally close my eyes and bring myself back to like 13-year-old me when I was at the library. I'm trying to picture what was happening. I, I write, I write stuff down and it's kind of like, pretend you're, you're recording it on your phone, right? You're taking a video of it. Like what would you see? Here's what I wrote. I wrote wizard robes were being torn in pieces. People are poking out eyes with 20 sided dies. I like the rhyme there, eyes and dies. Chainmail armor wasn't enough to keep people safe. Now, is that all true? No, of course not. That's that's not how it went down exactly. But you know, when I started imagining things, my my imagination kind of ran away from me a little bit. It got a little out of hand, but you know what? That's okay. Because you know what? The feeling I had watching all those kids like 
throw their power trips around on each other. It, it felt like those things I just described to you. And it's okay to be a little silly. It's okay to stretch the truth a little bit. Um, you know, what was it really like? I, here's what I wrote. I said, I said, the actual weapon of choice in the room was power trips. The power trips were massive in both number and cruelty. Everyone wanted to prove they were the most ferocious fighter, the most clever cleric, the boldest thief, or the cruelest of dungeon masters. It was victory at any cost. Okay. So again, I know I exaggerated, but it's kind of fun to exaggerate. And listen to the difference, right? Between saying everyone was mean and then like, you know, people tearing the wizard robes off of people, people poking out eyes with their eight-sided, 20, 12-sided. There's so many types of dice in, in Dungeons & Dragons. That, like, gives people something to picture. And when you have a picture in your head as an audience member, you get a feeling in your body, in your heart. And that's what you can do. Like, you have the power to do that, folks. You can paint a picture with your words. You can exaggerate or not exaggerate. It's up to you. But you have the ability to put a feeling into someone. That's such a cool thing to do. And you can do that, right? And by the way, if you want to impress your teachers, exaggerating stuff like that in order to make a point is called hyperbole. Bust that word out in English class. Impress your teachers, impress everybody you know. So folks, that's the behind the scenes, the making of my review for Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Being a teacher, I have to give it a grade. I'm going to give it an A minus. You know, it's a really fun story with great characters and tons of fun-filled, silly, but, but cool CGI-created worlds. It's, it's not a movie that flexes, but it's just so, like, confident in its own silliness like there's a power in that and that comes you can feel it in the movie um i don't think this movie was too worried about what people were gonna say even though everyone's saying a lot of nice stuff about it like me if you want to see how everything i talked about turned out in my review you can read the whole report card review for dungeon dragons honor among thieves and a ton of other movies at guess where mr fdigsmovies.com You'll also find all those things that will help you talk about movies and TV in new and fun ways in the how-to critic section. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I'd love to know what you're digging. If you don't mind, share your stuff with me. You can send it to me, mrfdigsmovies at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, follow, leave a rating, leave a review, or share the episode with a friend who you think would enjoy it. Now, before you begin writing or talking or recording yourself about movies, whatever you do, or about TV shows, as always, let's review the three rules of movie writing and the pledge of movie fandom. Number one rule, have fun. Second rule, remember that you have something worth saying and worth sharing. Do not, don't you dare listen to that negative Nelly voice in your head that tells you differently. And rule number three is tell the truth, but be nice, okay? It's okay to not like stuff. And it's all right to write that you don't like stuff, but you don't have to be mean about it. Let us now recite the Pledge of Movie Fandom. I pledge allegiance to all the movies, the good ones, the bad, 
and the ugly, and to all the stories for which we stand in laughter and tears and with entertainment for all. Thanks again, everyone. So great hanging out with you. The universe needs you to talk about movies. Do it and have fun while you're doing it. Take care of each other. Peace.